0: Ma 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 fa wa Shaquille O'Neal murdered the most melons. Right, I'm ready. Cool, because I'm recording. <laughs> we're going to talk to you. You are the issued. You are because we've been. we found out that I was actually getting a two inch by two inch brand with a color as a We no longer have in the in motors. The
1: world begins with violence, and the violence
0: shall take it by force. Coffee. And cults. Hi, John. Hi, Sam. Hi, listeners. And welcome to Coffee and Cults, where Sam and I meet, drink coffee, and talk cults and fringe religious groups from around the world.
1: Please be aware this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners, as it will contain probably strong language. And what other content warnings have you got for us today, John?
0: So uh, this week and this episode, I only have a content warning for uh, incomprehensible metaphysics.
1: Yeah, Uh, that's the best (laughs) kind of content warning.
0: (laughs) We'll save the other content warnings for uh, part two of this series, if that's all right, Samantha.
1: Cool. Yeah, of course. So listeners, this is a pretty much content warning free episode.
0: Enjoy. (laughs) Kick back and enjoy that rare break from misery.
1: Um, we hope you're all doing right. We've had some really, really lovely messages from you all um, this last what week since we last put an episode out now. A few days. Anyway, um, it's been really nice to hear from you all, to hear how you're doing in your uh, lockdown scenarios. Um, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can do that at coffeeandcults at gmail.com or on the Facebooks or the Twitters or the Instagrams or you can come and join our Patreon where you'll be able to see videos of these episodes and you can also message us on there if you want to too.
0: And uh, you can see some uh, few bits of uh, bonus content uh, that's popping up on there, including our continuing uh, cults book club series um, and uh, our cult music review uh, podcast. And we'll have a few previews of that Patreon uh, content on the main channel uh, to keep you company during lockdown as well.
1: Yeah. Um, if it's okay, John, I'd like to read out the part of the message we got from Helen this week.
0: Um, yes, yes, get your best detective. Oh, I, I should have bought a deer stalker to have at this point. Uh, the uh, nearest uh, I have uh, <laughs> sat is I'm just going to have this pipe.
1: I've got uh, these from Christmas Carol.
0: Okay, okay. So this is our detective look.
1: It's, um, listeners who can't see me, I'm wearing two hats stuck on top of each other. I hope hats that's spiders on
0: in The old double topper.
1: Just thinking, who who wore these? They haven't been worn for years. I'm sure any knits have died. Anyway, so Helen's message says, she said some lovely things about us. Thank you very much, Helen. Um, And then she said, on the subject of cults, I have an unsolved mystery you may be able to shed some light on. I once encountered what I suspect to have been a cult while on holiday in Cornwall in the early 90s. So, listeners, Helen sets us the challenge to find uh, a group of people, approximately 50 people between mid teens and mid thirties in the early nineties. So add 30 years to that now. Um, uh, They were camping in old fashioned canvas bell tents and Helen was suspicious that they were a cult because they wore unusual costumes. They all dressed in the same shade of brown. The women wore ankle-length dresses with long sleeves. The men only wore loincloths. Brown,
0: bulky loincloths. Sounds very, very erotic indeed, Simon.
1: Yep. They spent most of each day standing or sitting in a large field, looking sombre while a leader directed them in some sort of workshop activity. Now, had Helen not said it in her next paragraph, or the one after, uh... I would also assume that they were a drama group <laughs> because yes. I have definitely been in that situation where you're wearing something you don't want to wear and you're sitting and listening to some guy talk and you, all you can do is go <laughs> in the hope that it will just soon be over.
0: <laughs> there was a great tweet. Someone sent to me earlier, which was, uh, uh, have you ever uh, met a man, heard him talk and realized that no one has ever told him to stop talking in his life. And then somebody had tweet replied, I work in the theatre industry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hashtag theatre satire.
1: Um, so Helen has spent some time kind of trying to research who this group were, but so far has not uh, succeeded yet. But so we thought, listeners, uh, we could all work together. We can find this uh Perhaps a cult, perhaps a play, but who knows what we can find out about this group of people. Uh, North Cornwall, early 90s, loincloths, that's what we're looking for, listeners.
0: Somewhere near Tintagel, so if that's that's you, if you've ever worn a brown loincloth near Tintagel, fortunately (laughs) last time I was there I wore a purple loincloth, so it's definitely not me.
1: Absolutely, can't be you, that rules you out 100%.
0: Uh, let us know if you know anything about that group or have a tip for us, and we'll give you an update later on if we hear.
1: Yeah any cool. other updates? Cool here we go.
0: That's all for updates. okay, so hey, Sam. hey, John. So <clears throat> how happy are you feeling right now, Sam? would you say, on the scale of one to one to ten? um, I reckon
1: you know f- considering I'm in uh, in lockdown. I reckon a good like eight
0: or nine. That's a pretty good score for living during an unprecedented global pandemic.
1: I know, but I mean it in context. I mean, like, obviously, without the capability of uh, going outside for a year in this lovely weather, wouldn't that be nice? Um, But what's making me happy today is I get to see you. I haven't seen you for a long time.
0: Oh, it's very nice to see you too. That makes me happy. But I feel like we both could be happy, but we don't want to do that in in too uh too woolly away. So what we maybe need is some some science about happiness, uh, which is why this time and next I'm gonna be talking to you uh, about the existent um fringe group and alleged cult. Okay. Happy science.
1: Happy science.
0: Uh or to give them their Japanese name poorly pronounced by uh, white Englishman, uh, no kagaku. Cool. Um, uh, Now, they are a uh, a huge uh, group operating out of uh, Japan, but uh, they claim that they have uh, between 11 and 12 million members in 90 plus countries around the world. Wow. Now, it's possible that's a bit like the kittens, um, uh, the Church of Scientology, in that they say, they have certain numbers, but that tends to just be on the number of people that have donated or bought something from them, rather than people that are actually yeah you know, attending, fully signed up, etc. Um, etc. But what we do know is that they get something in the region of forty-five million pounds a year in revenue. Whoa! Um, and they're they're less than uh, thirty years old. They've only been around since uh, the mid '80s, but have this huge
1: They're
0: more Uh, than 30 years old. um, Well, uh, uh, around sort of 35 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, I've written question mark, and then I've written the actual year that they were founded, that's why. I Um, see. um, So they want to, yeah, they want to tell us about the science of happiness. Um, They've been in the news recently uh, because they claim to be uh, able to cure COVID-19. They've been doing some public prayer protests uh, particularly in america um about covid and they've been uh, offering uh people a spiritual vaccine which uh cool which is um very bad thing to be doing well, I mean,
1: <laughs> offer, offer a spiritual vaccine it means your spirit won't get covid19 take yes. the spiritual vaccine with the physical one
0: yes absolutely when it's um, created so yeah, they've been they've been generating a little bit of controversy uh, recently that we will um, come back to later on. But I um, uh, to, to start us off, Sam. I thought maybe I could lead us in uh, lead us in a prayer. Okay. Um, which I, I, have... I uh, managed to obtain uh, one of their uh, prayer uh, texts that is normally uh, for members only, which I had to uh, uh, get through nefarious means, uh, by which I mean it's on uh, scribed. And uh, the nefarious deed I had to do was, was get a scribed account. Um,
1: Ooh, nefarious. But, uh,
0: <laughs> um, we'll come back to this a bit later on because it's got a nice little pithy uh, slash long uh, way of declaring their beliefs. But uh, right. let just, uh, let's just pray for a minute, uh, Sam. Um, <clears throat> uh, our Lord, El Cantare, you are the source of all light, all power, all wisdom, and all love. May you give us light, may you give us power, give us wisdom, and give us love. O Lord, our Father, please protect this planet of love, Earth, protect us from all evil, and open a future for us. O Lord, thank you for giving us light. We give thanks from the bottom of our hearts.
1: Lovely. Oh Lord, I very much enjoyed your tone in that <laughs> El Cantare I'm sure you're going to tell me what that means One day um,
0: I will tell you what it means for them And what it actually means in Spanish <laughs> as, we, uh, as we go along um, So um, the story uh, of this group Is really the story of uh, Ryuho Okawa uh, Master Okawa, uh, who is the founder and discoverer uh, of uh, Happy Science. Cool.
1: Um, uh,
0: he was born, uh, and I apologize, listeners, for all of my bad pronunciation uh, through this, uh, Nakagawa Takashi uh, on July 7th, 1956, in the Tokishima prefecture um, of Japan, um, in the town of Kawashinia, in rural Shikoku Island very good John there we go um his uh, his dad uh Tadeoshi uh, was interested in sort of religion and philosophy um and spent a lot of the childhood teaching him and his brother um about the bible um about Marxism uh and about somebody I didn't look up Sam Ken Combs
1: Ken Combs, as in Ken Combs his hair.
0: uh, But with a K and no B. Um, So I don't know who that is, but maybe I'll
1: find Mm. out
0: at some point. Um, At school, though, uh, his teachers and his family, uh, according to some reports, uh, consider him without academic talent. Uh, Without? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's pretty harsh, right? Uh, Which I think is going to form a bit of a pattern in these Uh, early years of other people's um, estimation of him his official uh, biography on their website uh, though I should point out says that he excelled in all things um, when he was a younger man Um, he became an avid reader sort of in response to everyone telling him he was a thicko and uh, (laughs) uh, reports that by the age of 20 he had read a thousand books okay um, and has this sort of um, uh, sort of in a way quite sort of stereotypical story for these kind of figures of uh, he would stay up late reading in an unheated outbuilding consuming book after book and thinking about them in these
1: Consuming?
0: (laughs) You've got to keep warm in your unheated outbuilding He's
1: just burning them to keep his building heated
0: Oh yeah, people have misunderstood He actually has no idea what was in them He He burnt a thousand books uh allegedly sam is <laughs> please any happy science lawyers listening please know. and welcome um if you oh. are patreon.com <laughs> 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 um and it's really funny there's a um a, a, a blogger who's um done a reasonable amount of sort of research um uh, who i'll credit later on uh but his blog sort of makes quite big hay out of yeah and he was really thick and he was really thick here And then the next paragraph is all about making it clear um, how unathletic he was, (laughs) which, you know, fine. I was not an athletic person, uh, believe it or not, Sam, pretty much. I was.
1: No, I wasn't.
0: wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) During my uh, younger years. Um, But yeah, this blogger has a particular um, axe to grind about that. Um, uh, And at at, uh, some point during his school years, he put on enough weight that he would dread gym classes or sports days. Okay, you have to put weight on to dread those.
1: No, but also everyone, like as you grow during the secondary school, as you grow, you get bigger.
0: Yeah, that is also true. You do gain (laughs) (laughs) as you uh, (laughs) as you grow, and so yeah. So there are sort of reports that don't come officially from the church that are about him not being terribly bright, but reading a lot, not particularly excelling athletically, not particularly you know finding success in those. in those fields which sometimes sort of mirrors with these founders of groups like this that they sort of have you know they're looking for a space to prove their um ability or their you know mm. their vibe um uh, he wants to go to uh, the university of tokyo um but he fails to get in uh, when he applies in 1975 okay. uh, so he decides to have a gap year and this is lovely <clears throat> which sort of colloquially was known as a um, as a Ronin year, which means masterless samurai. Oh, cool! Which is so much a nicer way of putting it than gap year, isn't it? Like, yeah, you could stand all those posh kids telling you about their gap year if actually they were saying during my masterless samurai year. No,
1: know, know. but you know, if if one of those middle class boys was like, oh, during my Ronin year. I all
0: piss off. I, I think it sounds whimsical. But during the first year of uh, university, uh, but he does, sorry, the next year get in uh, to the University of Tokyo to study law. Um, okay. During the first year, um, there's a, um, an unattributed uh, story that he falls in love during his first year and he writes a stream of love letters uh, to a girl um, and then gets only a single, short, terse rejection letter in return. No! <laughs> just, no, full stop. But on a full-length yeah. piece of paper. Like, she's taken the time to print out a full A4 piece of paper. Yeah, just she's written over. her
1: address at the top. Yours sincerely. Becky. And it's like
0: right at the bottom, so you have to look all the way down the blank page first. Very good. Um so that's sad but again it's also a bit like i i appreciate people trying to sort of analyze why leaders of these groups do what they do but it felt a bit like this blogger was like yeah and he was a bit fat and he loved a girl and she didn't like him it's not okay right Um, but yeah we'll see how we feel about him as as um certainly when you find out about some of his politics later on so okay yeah um in his I mean, second year, sorry, gone.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons not to like him, but him being fat and lonely is not, they're not appropriate reasons.
0: And he's, he's you can see him now, he's, he's not, he's neither of those things, it seems. Uh, anyway, <laughs> in his second year, uh, he decides to really um, sort of knuckle down in his uh, his learning. He creates a daily uh, schedule based on that of Immanuel uh, Kant, which is like getting up at, um, five working reading and doing stuff for three or four hours then having a long lunch and a walk uh and then sitting and discussing philosophy with your friends for hours and hours after at that until you go to bed um and he sort of assigns different hours to study mathematics to study philosophy to study whatever 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 okay so he's being a studious studious person very good um and he calls this his uh, his first stage in awakening in wisdom.
1: Well, literally learning stuff.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, which is a grand more way to say <laughs> he he was at school. <laughs> um, he majors in politics um, as time goes on, uh, and he takes the judicial examination, um, an exam for higher uh, civil servants, uh, thinking at that point that he might be a diplomat or something like that. Ooh but he fails those exams.
1: Uh, Okay. It shouldn't be one of those.
0: Or according to the official biography, he excels in all things while he's there, but then is headhunted uh, to do something else. I see. You decide, uh, listener. And Sam. um, Okay. (laughs) um, In his last year of school, he applies for lots of jobs with different companies um, and eventually gets a job uh, with the Tommen Corporation. Uh, who are like a uh, trading firm based out of Japan, but they've got offices um, around the world. And he sort of drops the, the political aspirations or the legal aspirations at that point um, and, uh, and joins them. Um, uh, as he, he says in one of his um, sort of bibliographic things, it's actually he's, he's trying to work out how to get enough money so that he can continue to learn and sort of uh, grow his other wisdom. But he needs some cash okay. beforehand. Um, which which we sympathise with um, So at the age Of 24 though
1: Yeah
0: He receives his enlightenment oh. Very good um, that, that sound effect Can come back as many times as you'd like During this section so. But not there, okay um, <laughs> uh, He achieved his great enlightenment uh, oh. at, Thank you <laughs> <laughs> um, at,
1: Sorry listeners, I won't do that again
0: at 2pm, uh, approximately, on March 23rd, 1981. Oh, okay. So he um, just missed its anniversary. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Um, <clears throat> quote, On the Monday afternoon, I received a clear message from heaven that awakened me to my mission on Earth. I felt some invisible being was there with me, trying to tell me something.
1: Ooh.
0: Ooh. It's trapped wind. <laughs> Maybe. It's also like that. You know, Mondays are hard enough without receiving spiritual insight and a new mission in life, right? Yeah. But hey, there we go. So when this happens, um, who knows why he knows to do this or how the sort of the idea comes to him? But he grabs um, some pencils and some note cards, um, and he starts automatic writing. those cards um and he's his hand without his volition Mm -hmm. um uh listeners to the podcast will have missed the skeptical expression that i just made uh he starts writing good news 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 over and over again um without stopping (laughs) um uh which is fun obviously he, he receives that in japanese he's writing that in um uh, in Japanese characters, um, <clears throat> quote, I've got the good news. Oh, so he receives this and keeps writing for ages and ages and ages and ages. And at some point during this, he goes, look, quote, I've got the good news message. Is there anything else you want to tell me? Which is a bit narky while receiving a yeah, channeled yeah. spiritual <laughs> message from the other side.
1: Yeah. Like if God just wants to say good news, that's what God wants to say to you. Can't you? I want to, a- I'm just going to have a quick look what, up
0: to see... What do you if want? You... A recipe for paella? What? I don't...
1: I'm just going to look up to see how you write good news in, like, kanji.
0: Oh, okay. Um, but his, uh, while Sam looks that up, his hand keeps writing and keeps just putting up... Oh, maybe. I think it's also... The, the other translation for it is, like, glad tidings. So it might be there's a okay. particular character set that... Okay. The, I think it, I remember it looking a bit like the, the um, kippo. Good news that you got on the run there. Again, cool. terrible pronunciation. Um,
1: that looks like it just, uh, the reason I wanted to look it up is just to see if it looks like it'd be like satisfying to write a l- number <laughs> of times.
0: Maybe. I think you still get hand crimp uh, after a little
1: yeah.
0: uh, while. Um, but it just keeps saying good news, good news, good news. And he gets this real feeling that something good is about to happen. There's going to be a new, exciting beginning.
1: What gave him that feeling?
0: You forget he's, he's been studying at university. He's a smart dude, Sam. He can decode this message. Um, and he asks who is sending this spiritual message to him. Uh, and his hand wrote, uh, Niko, uh, who was a saintly disciple of Nishiran, a 13th century monk, uh, who's a big figure in some other new religious movements. Um In Japan, and a bit like um uh, last time we heard from me, I was talking about all the n r m s um in South Korea uh, again in Japan, there was a huge explosion of new religious movements um sort of off from the second world war uh, mm. onwards, often christian flavored but also incorporating lots of other uh which was a terrible walker 's crisp flavor <laughs> yeah. when, they, um, when they tried it as, well as
1: a squirrel flavor. <laughs>
0: I'm going to, I'm going to suggest that next time they do that um, (laughs) campaign.
1: Christian flavor. What would that be? Just, I don't know.
0: Bread and fishes.
1: Fates and forgiveness.
0: Fates and forgiveness. Fates and forgiveness forgiveness is our other podcast. (laughs) about Our experience of the Church of England. We're going to, we're going to do that for you on Patreon listeners. I've just decided that's going to be an episode on there. So he's, um, yeah, so he's specifically sort of attributing it to this other Key religious figure from a different group. A few months later, the spirit of the founder of a different new religious movement, the God Light Association, mm-hmm. I think there must be some kind of translation, Eric, because both Happy Science and God Light Association feel like slightly clumsy uh, titles for uh, things. Um, uh, and this um, uh, founder spirit uh, tells him uh, he's going to create a better bigger new religion that's going to sort of take over and replace all the other religions that are um around okay which is of course not problematic
1: nope
0: at all um so he's getting this uh sort of channeled handwriting from all these different spirits and monks saying good news and glad tidings and god bless us everyone and all those kind of uh things um and so he tells his friend from back home uh sabaru who comes to join him in tokyo to help him transcribe these messages and try and work out what's going on
1: Mm.
0: Uh, quote at first i could only receive messages from heaven uh only through automatic writing but as time went by i became able to act as a conduit for the spoken word as well I learned how to let spirits use my vocal cords and allowed spirits to engage me in conversation. Okay. So sure. he starts channeling, basically. Um,
1: I'm just opening my mouth to see if any spirits want to use my vocal cords. Go for it. No, nothing.
0: I, the first, when I lived in Exeter, around the corner from my house, there was a spiritualist church. Um, and the first time I went there, there was a woman, um, uh, doing the, the mediumship psychic reading. Um, and instead of doing the normal sort of uh, routine, she was channeling. So she uh, closed her eyes and was, um, speaking with this strange voice of what a, (laughs) um,
1: That sounded like the Zoom connection had just slowed down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, it was a bit like that. So she was delivering her, her messages from beyond uh, like that. And that is where um, I was told I have a, uh, a, a Chinese spirit guide uh, who oh, yeah. is, is watching out for me, who um, I think Sam I've mentioned to uh, uh, before is called Moi um, and almost certainly exists. Definitely, definitely.
1: Um, I see evidence of Moy in everything you do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but it's, yeah, it's an ex- I don't know, if, listeners, if you've seen people channeling in that way and doing, I don't, um, well, I'll show Sam some clips of this guy channeling later on. Um, but it's a, yeah, whatever you think of what's actually happening, either way, it's a curious, unsettling uh, thing to watch as people yeah. uh, either put on a voice or, um, or directly channel a disincarnate spirit through their own vocal apparatus. Who can say? Who can say? Not us. Uh, we have not gained wisdom and enlightenment yet. So, I... all right. I've never, I've never written good news on a bit of card, so I'm, I'm at yet, yet. Um, so then he receives another revelation um, from heaven. Uh, which was Love, Nurture and Forgive Others. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: okay. Um, Nice. There you go. Lovely. Fairly fairly straightforward. Um, And he starts to build one of the sort of key ideas of happy science, which is that um, love is at the heart of everything. God is love. Love being expressed is the important thing about existence, Uh, but also that there are different sort of kinds and levels of love so there's fundamental love, which is like love for your family members or for, for friends or people that you care for sort of actively. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's spiritually nurturing love, which is a bit more like the sort of Buddhist idea of compassion um, or those kind of sort of loving kindness kind of okay. um, vibes. And those are the sort of the key important things for you to be um, up to. Um, and so gradually he starts these channeling sessions uh, and he speaks with Confucius, uh, ancient Chinese uh, philosopher, um, uh, Kukai and Shiran, who are 11th century monks.
1: From Just from the 80s, he's chatting these 11th century monks.
0: Yep. yep. Right?
1: Okay. Uh, okay.
0: Moses. Cool. Jesus.
1: Yeah.
0: And Nostradamus. Um, Why not? <laughs> now... <Any? laughs> You might be asking Sam how is he conversing with non Japanese spirits?
1: you know what I was John how is he conversing with non Japanese spirits
0: well um so the the sort of the setup is that he's channeling, and then um, his friends Saburu and uh, Toniyama, are are asking questions um, and getting these responses um, but to begin with, um, the spirits had a device for thought transfer um, so that they could just communicate their thoughts rather than speaking in their native languages Uh, and then they just get used to Japanese so now they all just speak Japanese through him
1: they just get used to Japanese have you ever have you ever like gone on Duolingo John and tried Japanese it's so hard hello Um, to any listeners that are here with that speak Japanese and English because it absolutely blows my mind
0: yeah it's uh it's so different right no i haven't i have um i just struggle on duolingo to learn romanian uh, and to push through the fact that the app that i'm using uh, just gives me phrases like those women are reading a book <laughs> you are not a boy you are a girl yeah over and over again to the point where it's starting to make me feel <laughs> self conscious <laughs>
1: I had the same thing. I was trying to learn Spanish, and it, it was like a whole day of, "I am a woman. You are a woman. He is a man." I was like, I'm, "I can't. I'm bored. I don't want to learn Spanish
0: this much." You <laughs> just seem to be constantly telling me I was a woman, but that's which is fine. Um, Yo soy una mujer. Oh, well done.
1: That means I am a woman. Sorry, Spanish um, listeners, for that. Uh, you
0: sunt nu un barbat. Uh, Oh, I've messed that up. That's close to what it is in Romania. Cool. Buna ziwa to any Romanians listening. Please let us know. I've been to Romania. I love Romania. It's good. Don't get distracted, John. So, yeah, they just get used to Japanese (laughs) uh, and and speak it. So that's that's convenient. But it turns out um, those two friends don't exist they're not real people later when the story is checked up on uh, it turns out that it's actually just um cover names for his father and his brother sat around um making this up with uh, uh okay him, um to sort of give it a bit more credence that like outside people saw it and witnessed it and therefore it was legit rather than it just being his bro right. and his dad sure um, I mean, so,
1: strangers or brother and dad, whoever it is, does it does it matter?
0: I think it seems less plausible now, Sam. <laughs> I was buying it before. <laughs> I was sold. I thought, you know, Nostradamus has finally made it through.
1: Wanted to speak to this averagely achieving man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wouldn't it be know? terrible if he was channeling Nostradamus and uh, sent him a long... Uh, romantic letter and then the message he channeled back from Nostradamus was just no
1: Nostradamus <laughs> Nostradamus
0: <laughs> very good son <Sam>. very good <laughs> so um, uh, he was sent to New York uh, by uh, Tommen the trading company that he started working for um, and worked in their offices in the twin track in the ah oh, fuck that up and worked in their offices in the twin towers nice Uh, where he learned to love... (laughs) This is a uh, Mm -hmm. a, first of a couple of nice quotes from a few 14 Times articles. Uh, He learned to love both New Age spirituality and free market capitalism.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a lovely little line to walk along, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, what a combo. That's an unorthodox... uh,
1: That is uh, just a foot in each camp, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So uh, he... um, he, he sort of works out that he might be Buddha um, uh, uh, reborn uh, to deliver this new message. Uh, and here's another great quote from this article uh, by uh, S.D. Tucker. Um, Rather than renouncing all worldly goods, this time around, Buddha continued to grease the wheels of global commodity exchange. <laughs>
1: That's just the antithesis of Buddha,
0: right? It seems like the lack of attachment that Buddhism suggests might be at odds with trading and lining your pockets, but hey. Um, But yeah, so he gets this message that he's the new Buddha, um, and that it's up to him to uh, gather all of the peoples of the world into this new faith,
1: uh, which is
0: why I'm telling you about this today, Sam, to try and gather you in
1: no, I'm happy with the lack of faith that I've got. I don't want to add another thing to not be faithful about.
0: And you might have, so uh, some listeners on uh, uh, Instagram will have seen me um, share a page of this uh, book. Um, so we, I'm just going to change you, Sam, through the course of this because um, <clears throat> here's just a quote from uh, one of the key uh, texts, The Law of the Sun. Have you ever wondered about the meaning of life, Sam? If so, what conclusions have you reached? In considering life in this three-dimensional world of ours, we must begin by defining it. Many people think of life as the brief handful of decades we spend between birth and death. If this is what you currently believe, sound yes. nodding, listeners, yeah. then prepare yourself. This okay. book will turn your entire worldview upside down. Wow. Okay. Um and then that goes into more stuff about the, the point of life, although it does have this bona fide, faultless argument. If life was really finite and ended in death, once the body is cremated, only a few bones and a handful of ash remain. If this is really all that life amounts to, why would we bother to put much effort into it? Sure. But, uh, because, Cast iron evidence for life after death there. Yeah, absolutely. Why
1: why is it so important for people to believe that they're special? Why no. No one cares.
0: More than 2500 years ago, Buddha expounded Buddha truths. During the 80 years of his life, he educated people tirelessly. Were all these teachings just an effort to fool people? Of yeah, course yeah, not. Yeah.
1: Oh he doesn't want my 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 answers to these questions
0: does he skeptics may be proud of their intellectual sophistication but can they credibly claim to have mastered greater truths than buddha i mean i am a skeptic is that I what you claim th- sam is that is that what you claim is it i is am it in no greater way greater than lie. buddha sam is that sam is that when i next introduce the podcast am i going to have to introduce sam greater than buddha surname redacted is that what you want
1: well it's better than what you've named me as in this Zoom chat which is, uh, so John's name in this Zoom chat is John and mine is John's co-host so there we go um, No, what I'm saying is I'm not saying that I'm, I'm smarter I'm just saying that I don't believe them
0: um, I am um, I, 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 of course on your side Sam but I just love the way that that book goes well, here are my foolproof arguments
1: Also though as another part of this argument as to why I am smarter than Buddha. Um, (laughs) Because because Buddha was alive in like centuries ago, right?
0: 2,500 years.
1: 2,500 years ago. So think how much the world has changed. Buddha's not going to know how to drive a car. I can drive a car.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I've lost my place now, hang on.
1: So that's why I'm smarter than Buddha. <laughs> yeah.
0: So <laughs> having, having established Sam is better than Buddha. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, any Buddhists. <laughs> um, uh, he, Come on, he, they know
1: I'm they know I'm being a knob. They know I'm joking, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I was I was I was being silly. Um, oh. So he um, he he needs to to start his uh, think about his new mission. Um, he's um, he passes a burlitz English course. Uh, He does classes in international finance but basically his sort of work and his time uh, with the company is a bit inadequate. Other sources have reported. Um, So he sort of gives up and returns to Japan where he reflects on the 3,000 books he claims to have read in his life by this point. Okay. Um,
1: What's that, 10 a day for a year?
0: Oh, that's really good maths. We should work out whether that is in any way humanly possible.
1: Yeah. So five a day for two years.
0: So how old is he? He's about 24. Um.
1: So if you say you can read one book every two days, that means you can read 100 books a year, 150 books a year, 170 books a year.
0: If he would started reading from birth, he would have had to have read 125 books a year.
1: From birth. <laughs> I mean, when you break it down like that, that's not so unreasonable.
0: Well, and I wonder whether that means read, read, or like has read some of, or skimmed. or and,
1: I don't know, like, I'm trying to see it. I'm trying to find a, a thin book in my bookshelf, but I can't.
0: But <laughs> being better than Buddha, Sam, all of those books are thick.
1: But like, would this count as a book? Yeah. Like a little... Yep.
0: Definitely, he's counting anything bound between two covers, I think. Um, So, um, as one uh, scholar of happy science, uh, Trevor Astley says, um, his feelings of inadequacy start to fade uh, and are replaced by a smug sense of superiority.
1: (laughs) Oh no, I walked right into that, didn't I? (laughs)
0: Um, And uh, he starts to publish his channeled works, um, including messages from uh, Nichiren, Jesus... The Shinto goddess Amaterasu, Omikami, Kukai, and Socrates. Um, so he puts these all out in uh, 1985, um, and they're published under his friend Saburo, who we now know doesn't exist, name uh, to avoid problems at work.
1: Okay, right. So he uses a, a nom de plume. That's fine.
0: Um, but he does have problems at work. Um, because he's his, inadequate. Report his strange behaviour, uh, as he would claim he would see spirits possessing business associates um, and then would offer to exercise them for money.
1: Isn't it funny that when these people channel something, it is the divine? But if someone else channels something, it's a demon.
0: Yeah, yeah, automatically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's starting to get a bit of a strange... um. Uh, reputation for himself at work he's back in uh, japan he's publishing a few um uh, books under some pseudonyms uh, and trying to work out what he's going to do next uh, but then the spirits helped clear it up sam on the 17th of june 1986 high spirits came down one after another from the heavenly world and I think that's high, like exalted. Not, I don't. Not think like
1: either.
0: high. <laughs> we've missed 420 as well, which would have been a better time. Uh, but,
1: 426 um, is not a thing, is it? <laughs> What's the time? Oh, we missed 20 past four as well.
0: Ah, uh, we are. Right. Buddha would have got that right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that but they funny. all tell him basically he needs a career change. Um, so he hands in his notice. Um, he changes his name um, to Akawa. Uh, uh, Ryuho and in October of that year he founds the Institute for Research into Human Happiness Okay. Uh, and it sort of sets it up as like a, a graduate school for life so you join oh, you go to classes, you read some of his writings um, take some exams um, and he's trying to get people to sort of join and yeah that he's going to use this group to spread this new funky message of wisdom
1: so perhaps all the boomers that try and shit on millennials by saying they went to the university of life perhaps they actually did <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it was this very specific free this market one. new age the thing. time
1: would line up
0: and that's why the world is in such a mess <laughs> um so he starts uh, writing this book the laws of the sun one source one planet one people lovely now sam as we start to go into some of the fun stuff slowly but surely uh they also now so they've got various businesses uh they've got a university they've got their own publishers who publish all of his books mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about how many of those there are very soon um but they also have their own film studio uh which is does produce some other stuff, um, which I'm excited to tell you about, but also has a large anime studio. And as well as reading this book, I have watched the anime film <laughs> version of it, which oh we God. will watch together because okay. it is freaking amazing.
1: We'll, what, we'll do another one of these for, the, for, for you guys, Patreon. We'll watch that for you.
0: Oh yeah, if you want to watch along with us, maybe we'll, do a, we'll find out a way that we can do that on Patreon maybe. There'll be a way. I think we can do that. Anyway. So he starts writing that book. um, uh, But then he gives his first talk on November the 23rd, 1986, uh, which 90 people attend, uh, which is now celebrated in their annual calendar as the great turning of the wheel of Dharma. Lovely. And Um, Dharma being
1: like power and life and spirit.
0: uh, Yeah, as in the Buddhist term Dharma. Uh, not Geoffrey. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> 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 it's when Jeffrey Dahmer passed his driving test. The great turning of the wheel of Jeffrey. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> funny. Um, And his first public talk uh, takes place in March uh, 1987. Um, he also writes two follow-up uh, books, The Golden Laws, And The Nine Dimensions.
1: These sound very similar to Kitten's books.
0: Mm, Don't they? I think there's a lot of Kitten's parallels with this uh, group in lots of different ways. Um, So he starts giving these public talks where he channels and and sort of uh, expounds on sort of um, Buddhist um, and New Age spiritual um, uh, ideas to groups soon of about, you know, a thousand people each time. He really quickly has these big... Uh, things and he starts channeling all these different entities from pretty much every other religious group around him they'll you know they 'll be like a guest spot from um from all of these different people <clears throat> um, people attending his talk sam uh, say that they report seeing a golden light emanating from akawa ooh,
1: could he just have been like i't do just (laughs) had a very
0: good LX technician Ah, who did a really good design. Um, It's really great. You can find some... I'll I'll send some photos and clips around, but um, his talks get increasingly sort of high production value. So there are some where like um, a fake uh, UFO lands on the stage and opens and then he gets out of it to give his talk. It's amazing.
1: That sounds
0: great! They've got like insane budgets for stuff. Great. Um, So he does these big talks and other people at his talks... Um, uh, uh, report that he possessed. Uh, it, sometimes it looked like he possessed ten fingers on one hand.
1: John and I are holding up our fingers, kind of uh, crossed over. How? Ooh! It's like that. Um, uh, here, here is the church. Here is the steeple. Ooh.
0: Here's Okawa. <laughs> Fingering the people? No, I didn't I didn't say that. Sorry, that's beneath this podcast.
1: I mean, you did. <laughs> you did say that.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. Uh, but that just struck me as a really weird like, claim for... <laughs> oh, I could tell he was God, because I looked at one moment and he had ten fingers on one hand. Um, so since this time when he started out, he has now written and published over 2,500 books. <laughs> oh gosh now i say written those first three are sort of what we would sort of recognize as a written book lots of the others obviously are i mean this is channeled he wrote this in um two or three days i think he said just writing constantly i'm Um, sure the
1: quality is absolutely brilliant
0: he has funnily enough he has revised it since though to clear up some of the things the spirits got wrong beforehand oh yeah okay Because they were, um, and we'll talk about the many dimensions soon, but they were writing from a slightly lower dimensional viewpoint. And so actually he had to um, go back and clear some stuff up. Um, But then lots of them are basically the books are transcripts of his talks. Okay. Um, But it means he's got this huge catalogue. In 2011, um, he got the Guinness World Record uh, for the most number of books published in a year, which was 52. One a week. Um, but then in 2014 he published and put out 161 books in that year
1: one every two days
0: <laughs> what? so it's a lot of books right and like lots in japan particularly uh lots of bookstores will have their own sections now for his books wow um, they're sort of ubiquitous they're kind of everywhere which is insane but is quite a lot like the kittens right and that they're everything this person has ever thought or said or
1: yeah has
0: been and, and is lately published a in sale. His...
1: yeah 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 um
0: and so he's yeah building up this philosophy where he's you know gaining this information by channeling disincarnate spirits gods aliens ghosts and other things
1: anyone who yelled through his vocal cords
0: pretty much um and they start to get a lot of revenue from this so uh in 1991 the um what a great happy, year what a year um happy science not as good as 1985 when he published his first book but he uh the happy science was in the top 100 taxpayers in japan wow uh, paying 234 million yen um and this is again what's interesting is that it's super set up like a business so he is the ceo of the happy science group um, they bu- build a fancy hq um, they set up their own publishers, and they start to make a lot of money. Um, in 1989, Sam. Yeah. Stoa. Uh, the emperor died. The Stoa emperor died, um, and Okawa announced um, that the spirits want him to take things further. There's going to be a, a big sort of change and, and uptake in the mission to recruit uh, people, and it's going to move his position. Um, uh, in all of this, um, the Gulf War is um, kicking around, uh, and he capitalizes on that by publishing two books. <clears throat> these are good titles. Samuel like these: "The Great Warnings of Allah," right, and "The Terrible Divine Revelations of Nostradamus."
1: Ooh, at least it wasn't like the the, the minor gripes of Jesus. So.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's two thousand five hundred of these. I expect that's one of them <laughs> somewhere in the. Yeah. I also like, I assume it means terrible as in like, it's going to inspire terrible. But I like to think that that book is like the terrible divine revelations of Nostra. These are the worst yeah. revelations he had and we put them all in one book. Uh, and so to promote those books um, that sort of tie to the Gulf War, uh, they spend a, uh, about a million dollars on um, advertising across Japan. Wow. Um, to get those books out. So um, yeah, so he's on the up and up. Uh, he has they have a festival every year for his birthday. Of course they fucking do. Um and at this oh, moment
1: What's wrong, John? Didn't you get your festival last year?
0: My birthday is near Christmas, which means it's very difficult to organise anything for your birthday. Um Yeah. But it's fine. But but I had a very nice birthday this last, last year. It's very pleasant. Good.
1: I hope um, we're allowed back out by my birthday.
0: Oh God. Yeah, we're definitely not gonna be, are we? No That's sad
1: Yeah Hopefully we'll be allowed out by your birthday
0: I think that's probably touch and go But yeah, hopefully So
1: far away
0: So anyway, at this birthday celebration um, In front of a crowd, Sam, of 40,000 people Right He reveals his true identity Ooh (laughs) So up till now, he's been reincarnated Buddha channel for all these spiritual beings. Quote, the one who stands before you is Okawa. I really wish I'd learned how his surname is pronounced. Ryuho. And yet it is not Okawa Ryuho. The one who stands before you and speaks the eternal God's truth is El Cantare. It is I who possess the highest authority on earth. It is I who have all authority from the beginning of earth until the end. For I am not human, but the law itself. Whoa. Yes, that's right, Sam. He is God. He is the God of Earth, the tree of life. He's got he's God. He tells them Sup, guys, basically turns out
1: All right, it's your old mate Onokawa, actually. Oh God, God. Um, I thought it was just going to be like, actually, my name's not Ryuta, it's whatever it was that he changed his name from, he changed oh, okay. his name to that, didn't he?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, okay. Um, huh. Okay, so he's God
0: now. Now, according to happy science and according to uh, the laws of the sun, El Cantare basically means something like the, the divine light of the earth.
1: El Cantare. Oh, I was thinking it might mean like singer or something.
0: Well, it does. In Spanish, it means he will sing or yeah. male singer.
1: Oh, OK. Um,
0: but El Cantare, in fact, is not that. He is God uh, and he is the source of every earth religion and is like the highest divine being of the planet Earth.
1: Oh, that's where I've heard the name.
0: Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, and he rarely, Sam, um, allows this core consciousness um, to inhabit a human body. Uh, using it as an avatar, but he is doing it this time um, uh, with uh, Okawa. Um, uh, previously, he incarnated on Earth as uh, as Hermes in ancient Greece. Um,
1: Not as, use. So we went from the the messenger to the god.
0: Yeah, it's all. It's we're going to increasingly get into the weird metaphysics here. So Hermes is like um, a top dog interdimensional messenger being in ancient greece um buddha in india 2500 years ago mm-hmm. um Ophelius, sounds and, like
1: uh, a character from the handmaid's tale
0: sort of primordial greek mythological figure um right. um reet al crowd crude reet um, al
1: crude that sounds like a geordie
0: <laughs> scottish reet al crude uh he is in fact incan um, from 7,000 years ago, uh, although history fans at home will note that the Incan civilization is 600 years old. But there we go.
1: S- what, 600 years old? Mm-hmm. Or thereabouts. Is it?
0: Yeah, and like the proto, the sort of civilizations that become the Incan Empire go back like 1,000, 1,500 years before that. Oh, um, I learned
1: that just now.
0: But they're actually quite recent, not 7,000. Uh, years ago, were um, also they like
1: a good couple thousand years ago. I I didn't know they were that recent. Yeah,
0: no, they're they're surprisingly contemporary. Because you think like um, when all the explorers go over and encounter those South American civilizations, that's Elizabethan, oh, yeah. Jacobean times, really. But it feels like they're much more, yeah, much more ancient in the way oh. they're they're taught here. In the in
1: thank the... you for teaching me a thing.
0: You're welcome. There we go. Let's not. Let's never say this podcast isn't in some way educational. Um, he was. All, let's keep that education going. Um, he was also Toth from Atlantis uh, and right. Lamu from Mu, which is uh, basically like Lemuria, the other supposed lost civilization, like Atlantis. Okay. Um, way back when. So this um, this well groomed, presentable businessman from Japan is actually the greatest being in the nine dimensions
1: and he's here on earth to
0: teach us, to move us towards happiness, to tell us the truth about human history and to set forward a new global agenda and he'll do that by channeling Jesus, Moses, Muhammad, Shakespeare, Allah, Newton, Mao, Churchill, Walt Disney, Stephen Hawking, John Lennon, Freddie Mercury, Socrates, Barack Obama, Margaret Thatcher, Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi, Angela Merkel and Vladimir Putin.
1: How's he a, how is he channeling, ch- channel, uh, channeling these people that are alive? Is it like Barack Obama goes to sleep and just starts whispering and then he chan- Like,
0: All will be revealed when we hear from those disincarnate spirits and more next time. Um, we'll learn about our secret origins on the planet Venus. We'll learn about assassination attempts, political parties, the wisdom from the spirit world of Margaret Thatcher. And so much more when we return next time on Coffee and Cults.
1: Wow. Thanks, John. Amazing. Gosh. I mean, that is quite a list of people. I'm excited to hear from all
0: of them next time. I really enjoyed building that list as I went through all the different <laughs> books and articles. That you I
1: bet. Yeah, we often, we, often get, we often get the opportunity to write a little list like that, but normally it's just uh, restricted to kind of religious leaders. But that time you got the and spiritual
0: the, wisdom of Margaret Thatcher. I mean, really. And you'll be shocked to hear what Freddie Mercury has to say. That's going to be tense. It's, it's all very good. Will I? Oh, I'm excited for that. So, yeah, there we go. That is our intro to uh, the world of happy science.
1: Very cool. Thanks, John. Well, I'm excited to hear some more next time. I hope you are too, listeners. Um, If you are and you want to tell us or you want to get in touch and say, hey, guys, uh, speak about this group next time, because after that next episode, I'll be researching one. So if there's one that you would like me to do, let me know. Get in touch with us on email or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram at Coffee and Cults Gmail.com
0: uh, or at Coffee and Cults on all your other social media.
1: Thank you for making that coherent for me, John.
0: <laughs> so yeah, do get in touch with us. We um we uh, love to hear from you. Um a very kind listener whose name I've now immediately forgotten. Uh, sent us a really lovely bit of fan art of one of the things we'd uh, yeah. uh, discussed in a previous episode. So do, and yeah, do that get person
1: it. asked us just to refer to them as a Scottish listener. So thank you very much, yeah, Scottish you. listener, for your well, uh, fan thank art.
0: Thank you, Scottish listener. John, you can't thank people by insulting them. I'm not. <laughs> that was my very legitimate Scottish. Uh, actually, I was in um, Scotland you. once, coming to a festival, and I just about—I was leafleting on the Royal Mile, and I just about worked out how to say this show is on at this time. It's good in a reasonably, as I thought, credible Scottish accent. And then a genuine Scottish man started talking to me and asking me questions, and I had to in my head go, "What are my options here?" <laughs> Do I if I just drop the accent? Is he going to think that I was taking the piss? But if I try and keep going, he's, <laughs> he's going to think you're taking the piss. <laughs> he's <laughs> going to I've had a stroke or something. Um, it was a very tense time. What did you do? Uh, I I pretty much just sort of said one more line and then and then just walked away so that I didn't have to talk to him anymore.
1: Very good, very good. Um, that yeah. is by no means the worst. Um, horror story in this zoom chat from the royal mile i'm sure i've told you about it before john maybe i'll save it for another day
0: there we go there's an- another uh, lots of teasers at the end of this episode for you to listen again listener um, we'll do part two of our um scottish memories um so yes that is our episode uh thank you very much for uh listening we hope you're staying safe and staying sane
1: um yeah,
0: out there we'll be back uh with part two of happy science very soon um we also still have a bit more bonus content that will crop up uh and if you'd like even more of us including some video of our faces uh you can do that over there at patreon.com uh for a, a regular monthly donation to help support us make this podcast to help us by second hand i should point out we don't fund any of these groups uh their literature and so on um yes uh, but you can also give us a one-off donation at uh, coffee ko-fi.com slash coffee and cults um that will help fuel us uh to make this podcast uh but we love it and it's really nice to be able to connect with lots of people during this weird time absolutely uh, i feel like we're doing something hopefully a little bit uh entertaining for you yes uh, so thank you for that we love, we love you. We love you. Love you. Bye. We're going to talk to you. You are the issue You are the cause actually.